Welcome to the Indivisible DFW podcast. My name is Jara Butler. I'm filling in tonight. We are at the Victoria Niave, um, Rafael and Chia thank you gathering. This tonight was about saying thank you to Representative Niave for her valiant fight against Senate Bill 4, the Sanctuary Cities Bill. And after a very, very long week, we just wanted to tell her um, thank you and, and to hear to encourage her, but also um, she encouraged us. So we talked to four people, got very different perspectives on what this bill looks like. And the hope is that in um, coming together, we can see a brighter future. Hi, we're talking to Ramiro Inahosa. Um, what I want to make. I'm sorry. Um, he is, uh, he was a field director for Victoria's uh, campaign. He's also been so instrumental in leading the fight um, for immigration rights here in Texas and also in Arizona. So Romero, you were, you gave a great speech. So I want you to just talk about um, what you said about SB4 being more than just legislation. Uh, yes, I was just referring to how this piece of legislation is actually part of our uh, livelihood. Um, I myself have endured the difficulty of being undocumented for many years. I was separated from my mother for over 20 years. My dad was deported when I was 13. So I know exactly the gravity of, of what's going to happen and how much pain it can cause on a family. And uh, I just wanted to share real life accounts of what is at risk. Do you think sometimes the stories get lost and the humanity gets lost in the debate between because it seems to be it's all about it's legal, it's un, it's illegal, but we forget the human face. Do you see that? Or? Very much so. Very, very much so. I think a lot of times we talk about pieces of legislation as if it's something uh, foreign, when in reality the lives that are impacting day in and day out, the emotions that are being uh, that have to rise because of these legislations um, is something that is very real. It's uh, something that is extremely close to me and uh, one thing that is it is gives me courage is to see the diverse body of groups coming together to stand with us. So what can we do, um, what do you think now, um, now that it's, it's done, um, we know it's going through litigation, but in the meantime, what can allies do um, to support the immigrant community, um, but what can we do to, to support you and, and the community and Yes, I think moving forward, you know, the fight is going to look like more like support than anything else, supporting the immigrant children who are possibly afraid that their parents are going to get deported, supporting the parents, making sure that they have adequate information on how to fight for their rights, and just making sure that we provide as much support uh, for the immigrant communities who are under attack. And also the fight to me looks like accountability, making sure that we start holding the elected officials that voted against these amendments and who voted in favor of SB4 accountable starting today, making sure that we start knocking on doors, that we pick, you know, which we want to take out and we work to get them out of office. Okay, thank you yeah. so much, Ron. Zach Duffy. Um, so we're talking about SB4 and, and what that looks like and what that means, and you're in the legal profession. So um, I know you can't speak specifically to the legalities, but um, well, what do you think this does for Texas as our community and also what do you think, what's the next step? Gosh, um, I think we need to continue fighting against this. Um, I think that we need to um, 
definitely challenge it. I know that I've talked to different attorneys that are planning on challenging it, and hopefully it'll be enjoined. I'm just really disappointed about it. Um, I think that a lot of this is just, it's, it's a bad idea. It's going to make us a lot less safe. Um, frankly, it's racist. And um, I'm just very disappointed that they passed it. And it makes no sense economically to me either. There are a lot of unfilled jobs. I just read a report that there were like something like a million unfilled construction jobs right now. Um, <clears throat> it's making our housing, affordable housing is a big issue. It's making our housing more expensive. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, and also, if you take a step back, a lot of, um, I mean, the economy here in Dallas and North Texas we, is generally good. Um, one thing that's been happening, though, is that we're actually falling back from, we used to have the number one economy about eight or nine years ago. It's, it's now 26th. Um, Arkansas is in front of us. Um, and one thing that people don't realize is that um, a lot of uh, the people that we need to move here, the kind of businesses we need to move here, talented people and, and um, millennials, they want to live in a diverse, in a welcoming culture. And if we're telling people, if we're sending signals that Texas is not like that, um, what we're seeing is uh, they're already choosing other states. Um, I, just, I just read something else that uh, the Dallas Chamber of Commerce was looking at that and asking, hey, why aren't enough millennials moving here? And that, they were polling them, and that was one of the things that they found, that a lot of it had to do with the political climate here. So, um, you know, there's, there's these humane arguments you could make about right and wrong. And um, you know, I believe we need to get back to basics, love your neighbor, treat people the way you would want to be treated. That's not happening. There are, there are also a lot of just basic economic arguments here that Republicans used to pay attention to, and they don't seem to even be doing that anymore. I think um, you made an argument that I think um, for a lot of us who are looking at this bill and wondering where the business community was, because the economic impact for taxes, and I'm glad that you brought up the issue with housing. So. Um, those are some very good points for being on the spot. Rock on. Thank you. Yes, first interview. Thanks. Joe Sutton kindly hosted this event, this thank you for Victoria. Can you just tell us why you chose to host and, and why this was important for you to do? I think, first of all, it's important to recognize Victoria for her efforts and also the all of the people that took time were in Austin that have been fighting about this. Um, in order to uh, protect children and people in the state of Texas. Hi, we're here with uh, State Representative, our conquering hero, Victoria Niave. Victoria, um, you've just come back from Austin. Um, SB4 unfortunately passed, so what are your next steps? Our next steps is we want people, you know, don't lose hope. Um, right now we've got attorney, there are different organizations, different attorney uh, groups, ACLU, MALDA, the Mexican-American Legislative Caucus attorneys who are going to be working hard. We, you know, state reps fought with everything that we had to lay a good groundwork and foundation so that the attorneys can have the information that they need once it gets to the, you know, once it's signed by the governor to try to and get an injunction before it gets enforced. Um, one of the things I noticed about this is how quick um, the media picked up on this, and not just local media, but national media. Um, and it seemed to really strike a nerve. So um, what is that like for you, to go from being like someone who's like a local state rep to having national attention on you now for doing something so powerful? It's, um, I, I don't know. To me, it's, 
we're do, trying to fight and do the right thing and um, do something different. We knew going in that we didn't have the votes, and so I wanted to do something that was... This issue is very personal for me as a daughter of an immigrant. Um, I knew that we didn't have the votes. So I wanted to do what we could, sacrifice, give everything that I had, and that was... Give up food and fast um, for those who don't have a voice, and it, it's very this it's devastating that this passed. But um, we're going to do everything we can to fight to prevent it from being enforced. So, last question: What is it that we? Um, what is it that you need us to do in order to get you back? Um, we want to send you back to Austin. So, what do you need for us, and what can we share with everyone else? We would love for folks right now to help get involved and make sure that people vote in these local elections. We need individuals to continue to vote in every single election. And once we're done with session, we're going to be coming back, knocking on doors. We'd love for folks to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're at Twitter, Instagram, at Snapchat, at Victoria for Texas with the four, Victoria for Texas. Um, and on Facebook at Victoria for Texas and victoriaforTexas.com. And so people sign up to volunteer there. And uh, we will send email alerts of when we have, um, you know, volunteer your opportunities in the district, which will be right around the corner. Okay. Thank you. And I just have to say, personally, Victoria has one of the best legislative newsletters. I get them all. Hers is one of the best. So thanks for listening to the Indivisible DFW podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please subscribe. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, also, write a review if you like it. Uh, you could follow us uh, on Twitter. It's DFW Indivisible. Facebook facebook.com slash indivisible dfw we also have instagram indivisible dfw and you can find our website indivisible dfw.org thank you very much and have a wonderful day